You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Washington Nationals with MLB.com's Nationals beat reporter, Bill Ladson. Bill, I was looking at what's been going on for the Nats here recently, and I was really struck by a number I came across. Um, and to some extent, it's, it's, it's kind of a breakdown you'd expect from any team. You're going to do better against weaker teams than you are against stronger teams. I mean, that's just that's why weaker teams lose more games. Um, but if you go back over the last eight weeks or so, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, there's some striking numbers about the Nationals. They, it, they are, by my count, 3-19 and 19 in their last 22 games against teams that could even charitably be called contenders. Orioles, Mets, Cardinals, Giants, Dodgers, Mets again, Pirates. Against teams mm-hmm. that are not just out of it. They're 3-19 and 19 over the last eight weeks. And meanwhile, they've been 25-11 and 11 against teams that are completely out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, with the acknowledgement, again, that to some extent, that's just kind of how it goes. You beat bad teams more than you beat good teams. What do you think it is about this Nationals team as currently constructed that they have had such a hard time beating the better teams on their schedule? Matthew, it's been a problem all year. Um, part of the problem is they can't beat the top pitchers. When I mean the top pitchers, I'm talking about the the uh, Scherz, I mean, the uh, Grinkies of the world, the Kershaws of the world, and uh, I'm telling you, the Nationals have had a tough time against those type of pitchers. And why that is, um, I think part of it is they have too many hitters who are strikeout artists. There's no question in my mind about that. You don't have guys who uh, work to count. And uh, other than Spand and, and Jason Worth, but other than that, everyone else, and Bryce Harper, everyone else is a strikeout artist. So that's part of the problem, in my opinion. How much, uh, and, and look, he's missed in a lot of ways, but you note Span in particular. When, when it comes to games like that, when it comes to beating good teams and good pitchers, uh, is Span's absence magnified in those kinds of situations? Yes, and uh, there's no doubt about it. Because he's a, here's a guy, he's a true leadoff hitter. He's the best leadoff hitter the Nationals have ever had. And uh, he was missed in a big way, not just offensively, but defensively. But you ask him offensively, um, he's a guy that, other than Jason Worth, doesn't work to count the leadoff spot. And uh, that's, that's a problem. And, he, you know, he, he could provide some power when he wants to. And uh, the guy's a clutch hitter, too. And he was missed in that way. The, the, the Nationals are interesting. I mean, they're kind of a, a three true outcomes offense. They are... Uh... They're third in the National League in, in home runs. They are near the top in walks. They're near the top in strikeouts. Um, and that was a really good way to win games 10 years ago. It's still not a bad way. I mean, home runs are still a really good way to win, and, and drawing walks is important. But in this offensive environment, it is more important than ever just to be able to put the ball in play, to get singles, to get base hits. Um, there's There's – not a lot they will be able to do to their offense over this winter. I think the bigger priority will likely be uh, filling the holes in the pitching staff from guys who will leave and, and, and addressing the rotation, addressing the bullpen. But are there things they can do? Are there places they can look in the off season to address that contact deficit on their offense? No doubt about it. Um, they need a catcher. Um, Wilson Ramos has had – he's been healthy. You can't say bad knees – with a reason for his bad year. He was healthy all year, and he hasn't been uh, playing good defense. He hasn't been 
he hasn't been great uh, with the bat either. I think uh, they need to look at maybe a third baseman. Yes, Escobar is uh, doing well offensively. Defensively, he's not been good. Um, and then you also got to hope that Ryan Zimmerman can be healthy. He hasn't been healthy in three years. So, I mean, I think that's a big deal. And I think that, you know, somehow, some way, other than Harper and Michael Taylor, you know, I love Jason Worth. I think he's the official, uh, the unofficial captain of the team. But he has to improve in left field because he's had a problem playing left field compared to right. I still think he's, he's better off in right field. But um, he seems, uh, he, he seems uh, to be staying in left. So that's about it. You mentioned Ryan Zimmerman. He's an interesting question to me. Mm-hmm. And, and look, we're, we're talking a lot about next year, and, and we'll talk a little about this year because this, this is still a race. But um, Zimmerman's an interesting question to me because he really showed some some great signs for a while there before he got hurt again and, and started no looking like the hitter that he was a few years back and, and like a guy you'd put in the middle of a championship lineup. No um, doubt. But he's again missing time. And, and uh, as my friend Will Carroll says, health is a skill. These are really hard, had a really hard time displaying that skill. And so the question to me is, as they go into this winter, do they just slot Ryan Zimmerman in and say, this guy's our first baseman and first base is taken care of? Or do they have to say, Ryan Zimmerman is a question, and we've got to find ways to cover for it when we do without him for extended parts of next year. It's a combination of both, Matthew. You know, it's funny you ask this because last week I did a story on Ryan Zimmerman, and he told me he has to change his workout routines um, because you know he had the, the foot problems, you know, and now he has the, the oblique problems. He said he's going to have to change the way he does things. Maybe not lift weights like he used to. Um, maybe do a little bit more running. So I think he plans to change his exercise routine, and I think uh, it'll be a different story because, Matthew, there's no question about it. You know, it looked like Ryan Zimmerman was going to have another bad year based on the batting average. But if you look at the runs, this guy drove in 73 runs and missed all that time. I mean, had he stayed healthy, he had a chance to drive in 100 runs uh, in so little time. So... I think Ryan Zimmerman is going to be the first base without a doubt because the guy can still drive and run. He's not allergic to RBIs. But I think that uh, in terms of his workout routine, it definitely has to change. He even said that. So that has to change. It looks right now like he's probably done for the year. Like he's probably not going to get any more at bats. I would say so. I would say so. are they, do they get to a point where you just say, look, don't push it, don't worry about it, rest up, get well, or is it important to him or to them to get him back for some, even if it's just a couple of at-bats, even if it's just a pinch hit at-bat on the last day of the season? Uh, is, is there any tension there? I don't think they're going to rush him. I really don't. But uh, but I think he, he'll – the Nationals are not that type of team where we want you to play, try to play. So, I mean, I don't think there will be a force issue. I think once he's done, he's done. The question is, will the Nationals tell us that? Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do. You know how it is. So, um, I think uh, he's, I think, in my opinion, he is done. But I don't think he's going to rush back to do it. In his absence, they've actually gotten some pretty decent production. And, and one of the best stories in baseball this year has been Clint Robinson, a, mm-hmm. a, uh, 
a, a 30-year-old rookie who has had a fantastic year and, and uh, is that unusual hitter in 2015 who doesn't strike out a lot, has a little bit of pop, uh, yeah. draws his walks, and, and has just shown himself to be a really good hitter. Uh, has he played himself into a part of the 2016 Nationals? There's no question about it. I mean, he can be a free agent, but uh, there's no question. He's one of the best bench players in baseball. But I'm going to tell you this, too. Because of Clint Robinson, because of Tyler Moore, the bench improved dramatically compared to the last two years. Um, it's, it was awful last year and awful the year before. But um, I'm just telling you right now, Clint Robinson is the number one reason the bench improved uh, big time. And he showed Matt Williams that if you play him every day, the guy's going to come through. And, you know, Matthew, some, something we don't mention he was in the minor league so long, but if you look at his stats, man, he can rake. He can rake. And uh, I expect him to be successful uh, for the rest of his career. Guys like this just, just fascinate me that you can, even even in this day and age with, with the scouting and the numbers, that guys can, can still go that long. Uh, one last thing for you, and it's something we've talked about a couple times, but it keeps happening. Uh, Max Scherzer has now given up 14 home runs in his last nine starts. It's a home Correct. run every 17 plate appearances, right. uh, which essentially means he's turning uh, he's turning every hitter into a power hitter. I mean, every 17 plate appearances is is for a hitter 35, 40 home runs over a full mm-hmm. season, um, and yet everything else is there. He's striking guys out. He's not walking guys. Um, I know we asked this, but I have to keep asking it because it remains perplexing. Why are, why are people hitting the ball hard when they hit it off of Max Scherzer? Uh, I think it's uh, what I've told you in the past is command. Um, you know, the, the balls are up in the zone. It's nothing, it has nothing to do with uh, velocity because he had, um, when he gave up the home run to Manny Machado, it was 98 miles an hour. So it's, it's command. And, you know, I'm to the point now with Scherzer, if he, could, if he continues to do this, I think we have to get used to it. I, I mean, I remember growing up, Matthew, um, when Catfish Hunt was with the Yankees. I mean, he used to give up a lot of home runs. It was maybe like 30 to 35 homers a year. But somehow he, you know, he somehow he got the job done. He's in the Hall of Fame. And I think Max Scherzer will be the same way. We have to get used to it as long as it's not a three-run homer uh, or a grand slam. If he gives up solo homers, you know, Matt, I mean, uh, Max Scherzer told us this. He... You know, you got to live with it. We have to live with it. So I think there's nothing to be concerned there. But as long as he gets command for most of the game, doesn't give him many runs, then he'll be okay. I think he's done a great job overall this year. And more recently, the guy that comes to mind is Kurt Schilling, a guy who sometimes would have home run totals almost as high as his walk totals. And, and uh, that's not exactly a bad guy to, to be similar to. Um, Correct. Bill Ladson, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras. And thanks, everybody, for listening. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.